This is the Danger Close Podcast, Beyond the Books, with me, Jack Carr. Welcome to the Danger Close Podcast, an Ironclad original presented by Navy Federal Credit Union. Today is a listener Q&A. So if you're not following Danger Close Podcast on Instagram, that is where we usually get these questions from. So follow Danger Close Podcast on Instagram, and every now and again, we'll throw up a listener question post, and you can submit your questions right there. With your affinity for Magnum PI, should we picture Tom Selleck as Thomas Reese? Ah... Maybe, maybe. Good catch. Good catch. Here's another one. I know you've said you always wanted to be a SEAL and a writer. You never seem to blur lines, meaning whatever your job is, then that's your focus. While you were a SEAL, did you ever write a short story or something of the sort you may one day print or share? I did not. I continued reading, of course, studying warfare. Uh, That's what I've always done my entire life. So anything new that was coming out on the academic side of the house or on a lessons learned after action review side of the house, I would read um, because that's what I thought that I owed my profession. That's what I owed the guys to my right and left, owed those who I was leading into combat, uh, what I owed the mission, the country, what I owed those guys' families that I was taking downrange. Um, So always studying warfare, terrorism, insurgency, counterinsurgencies, um, and always reading. I am a lifelong reader, so I was always uh, reading thrillers and that really gave me that foundation. So having all those thrillers that I read growing up and continued to read while I was in the military and reading all that nonfiction that I read growing up and continued to read while I was in the military. And then the experiences of course, in Iraq and Afghanistan all came together at the right time and place as I started writing that first novel. So all of those things continue to contribute to what I'm doing today. So I continue to build on that foundation. Let's see here. If a sniper or seal who has never hunted deer or other game would go hunting, would they be inherently successful? Do those skills transfer or is there a learning curve? I think there is a learning curve. And uh, about 2000, we started doing these sniper sustainment trips, uh, meaning we would take guys who had passed sniper school out, essentially, on hunts. And uh, there are a lot of similarities between hunting animals and hunting humans. Uh, pattern of life being one of them. So there's a lot of similarities there, but you need to get in the woods. You need to get in the field uh, and get dirty. So uh, so it's definitely beneficial to get out there, which is why we continue. We started it back then and continue to do it today, to bring SEAL snipers uh, into the field, getting them hunting, getting them out there after something that is living and breathing. And um, it's, yeah, lifelong, lifelong skill there as well. And obviously, that uh, you can see that in the pages of my novels. All right, here's the next one. As a former Army Golden Knight, I'm always excited to read about Halo operations, high altitude, low opening, in action adventure novels. Is there any chance we will read about James Reese doing a Halo insertion in future novels? It is a possibility. I have a hey-ho in Savage Sun, my third novel. That's a high altitude, high opening uh, out of a Gulfstream. So uh, that's in that one. So you can go to Savage Sun, check that out. But a halo, I'd say that's a possibility. We'll see. Here we go. What are your thoughts on a good brand and model of a 10 millimeter handgun? 
um, partial to 1911 style. Do you have any experience with other 10 millimeters? I really like the Dan Wesson. That's a really good uh, 10 millimeter um, 1911 style pistol. So I would definitely check those out. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of other ones out there as well. I read all your books before the Prime video series came out. Loved the books and Prime series both. Has being involved in the on-screen production of The Terminal List changed or influenced your writing on the next novel? So it actually influenced the one that I was writing during that process. So in the blood, if you read it with that in mind, you'll be able to notice a few things that uh, influenced me from the show. So if you watch the show and then read in the blood, I think you'll be able to tell where that influence uh, lies. And it does in the one that I'm writing right now in book six, uh, title still classified. Um, there are definitely things from screenwriting and from that process and what those actors brought to these different characters that uh, that's influencing this next book. So uh, that's a yes. Two part question. If you could only purchase one AR style rifle, only one Mm, this is going to be a tough one. What would it be? Along with that, what is your choice of an affordable AR rifle? I think it, yeah, everybody needs an AR, of course. Um, and I'm, I have a few. I'm very fortunate enough to, that I have a few of these things set up in different ways. Uh, I'll pull one out at some point, take a picture of everything. Uh, regardless of what AR you get, definitely recommend putting a red dot sight on there, some sort of an, an optic on there, uh, sling and a light, like those three things. Get those on your AR. Um, the Bravo Company stuff is really good. There's a bunch of great AR manufacturers out there. Uh, the Bravo Company stuff is what I've gotten the last, my last few ARs. So um, yeah, check out their their website, check out their Instagram. They have some great Instagram photos up there as well. So I'd recommend that. Uh, affordable AR, are they affordable? I mean, everything's relative, right? But uh, they're a little pricey, I think, I, I would guess, but they're very high quality, really like them. Um, you know what I also love? I and I don't think they're, they're that expensive, um, is uh, the SIG AR. And I took one out to Thunder Ranch uh, and I ran it out at Thunder Ranch. I just threw a, uh, a red dot. Actually, I put a SIG um, red dot optic on there as well because I wanted to test that whole that whole platform. And I threw a light on there, uh, threw a sling on there. But it was awesome. And I would have no problem uh, defending myself, defending my family with that. And it's the I think it's one of the tread line uh, ARs from SIG. And I think it's relatively affordable, but you can trust it right out of the box. Um, I gave it the run and put that, uh, red dot optic on there and it was awesome, ran flawlessly and I was super impressed with it. So, um, so you don't have to get distracted by, uh, some of those more heftier price tag type ARs. Uh, you can get something that works, but more importantly, go and get that training. So what was important about what I just said is that I went to Thunder Ranch and I gave it a run out there. Um, Thunder Ranch by Clint Smith in Oregon. You can check out our podcast that we did together. One of the first ones, I think it was the second podcast that I ever dropped with Clint Smith. Um, but most importantly, get that training. Know your capabilities and your limitations with your chosen weapon system. So uh, highly recommend an AR, highly recommend putting those things on there but more importantly, get that training. There's some great places that you can go. And then there's some amazing people that are traveling around the country um, providing training as well. So you can go to Thunder Ranch, you can go to Gunsight, um, 
check out Kerry Trainer, uh, Mickey Shook. He is awesome. Uh, of course, you have Larry Vickers. Um, you have Pat McNamara. Uh, you have um, Kyle Lamb, who goes and trains at the SIG Academy uh, back in New Hampshire. So I highly recommend getting on the road or figuring out when someone's passing through a town or city close to you and then going and uh, working on those skills. So that was a long way to answer that question. <laughs> uh, here we go. Thanks for the time and energy you put into your writing and your podcasts. It is truly appreciated and enjoyed. What is your advice for someone who wants to try hunting, but never has? Would it be better to tag along with an experienced friend or to go to a more local hunting program guide? I'm, I'm sure there are hunting like classes and um, out there, um, uh, programs out there that can get you into it. I'm just not, not sure of any. But FTW Ranch is, uh, is a great place to go. And you can go there. It's called uh, the Sam Course. You can just go to FTW Ranch, put that in the search engine. It'll pop right up. And uh, out in Texas, out in the hill country, out there. And go out and you'll go through a three-day course. You'll learn capabilities, limitations of you and your rifle. And you'll learn a lot about hunting in the process. And you'll meet people. Um, you can, you'll talk every night around the dinner table to people who have a lot of experience hunting and they can point you in the right direction. And you can go on a hunt right there at the end of your course as well. So, uh, I think it's a good way, a good way to go. If you don't know anybody in the hunting space that you can tag along with and help or help pack out, um, an elk or something like that, just to be around it. So if you don't have that opportunity or don't know somebody there, then I check out FTW ranch and head on out there for one of their courses. They're, they're a blast. I've taken my whole family out there. Great, great crew, great crew. Um, what else here though? I may know the answer. What is your favorite weapon? Chris Pratt, James Reese used in the Terminalist TV show. That has to be the Winkler Tomahawk. You know, that's just how it goes. It's <laughs> pretty much everywhere around here. Um, but yeah, I love that Winkler Tomahawk. I love that. it. And the, the reason that I chose a Tomahawk to be the weapon associated with James Reese is because it speaks to him as a student of warfare um, and an ancient weapon with some modern uh, techniques as far as uh, crafting that today and materials, but it speaks to him as a student of warfare. So visually in the series, and then obviously as I write about it in the novel. So, uh, Daniel Winkler, those tomahawks, they're a little backed up right now after the, they were, they were backed up just from the novels. And then when the show hit, they're really backed up now on those. So, uh, place your order today. <laughs> All right. First off, thank you for your service. Thank you. Uh, I have read every book so far of yours and listened to every podcast. Thank you so much. Fantastic job on everything, sir. Thank you. In the Terminalist book, Reese doesn't like mayonnaise. Hmm. Do you like mayonnaise? Weird question, I know. I just haven't heard anyone ask that on the podcast yet. I do not like mayonnaise. Disgusting. Oh, ugh. just thinking about it right now. Yeah, can't be on a sandwich. Can't be on it anywhere. Yeah, no mayo. So uh, James Reese and I share that. Definitely have an aversion mayonnaise. <laughs> you recently posted a photo of a painting of your dog by Blake Clark. What kind of dog is Scout? Scout is a Swiss mountain dog. So great for up here in, uh, in Park City, loves running through the snow and uh, she's an amazing dog. Um, yeah, actually a service dog for our, our middle child who has some pretty severe special needs. So uh, Scout is amazing and uh, yeah, so yeah, Swiss mountain dog. 
Jack, what is your go-to backpack when traveling? Are there certain features you want or just any bag? Well, will any bag work? Uh, I use that, been using that Sitka Drifter for a long time. I think I had one before it even hit shelves. I think they sent me one uh, before it was even available. So I've been using it for a long time and I like it because it looks like a, a normal backpack. But if you're in the know, you know, you see somebody wearing one, you're like, Roger that. Uh, it doesn't look too tactical. It's, uh, it's made out of a material that's not waterproof, but, you know, certainly doesn't absorb any water. You know, water can still get in through zippers and that sort of a thing. But, um, you know, if you spill something on it, it's going to be going to be fine. So I do like that Sitka Drifter Pack for those reasons. It doesn't look too tactical, but it still uh, supports a, uh, a company that I really like. And uh, and yeah, it's set up really well for what I what I like as a slot for my for my um uh, laptop and a little spot for books in there. It's just, just really well thought out. So, uh, Sitka Drifter. Let's see. What's the best piece of writing advice you would have for someone who aspires to be an author? Well, there's a couple, couple things. Uh, first is you just need to write it. If you're writing fiction, you have to have the whole thing done before you submit it. I guess you could submit a chapter or something to a, uh, to an agent, but, uh, for the most part, you have to have the whole thing done before you uh, show it to anybody in the publishing world. So that's the first thing. So I wouldn't worry about websites. I wouldn't worry about social media presence. I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry about, about getting an agent. I wouldn't worry about getting a publisher. I would worry about writing the book. And I wouldn't even worry about that. I would just put all my energy and effort. That's what I mean by that. Put all my bandwidth into writing the book, making it the best it can possibly be. And then when you get to that stage and it's going to be different, for everybody, because you can work on something forever and get it better by a degree. So you can work on it for 40, 50 years. Uh, but when you get it to that stage where you're like, okay, if, if I was to work on this for the next 40, 50 years, it would get better by a degree or two. I think that's for me anyway, that's the stage where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to send this to, to New York. I'm ready to send this to my publisher. Um, and, uh, and that's when I zip it off there to, uh, to Simon and Schuster. But uh, so that's the first one right there. And the other one, uh, and I've heard this from a few different people, but, uh, Brad Thor passed it along to me a while back. Um, and he said, the only difference between a published author and an unpublished author is that the published author never quit. So that's a good piece of advice for, for life in general. And then the other one was, don't be afraid to write a bad chapter. And what that, that really means is don't get paralyzed by thinking that what you're writing is bad. Don't get hung up on it. Just keep going. You can always go back and edit it later. So don't be afraid to write a bad sentence, a bad chapter, uh, of what you think might be a bad book. Just write it, get it down, then go back and start refining. Then you start making it the best that you can possibly make it. So hearing that from uh, Brad Thor passed that one along to me as well. And hearing that from him was really liberating. It really freed me up as I was writing that first novel. Um, and for whatever reason, so I'll pass that along as well. Don't be afraid to write a bad chapter. Maybe don't turn it in that way, but don't be afraid to write it, then go back and fix it later. All right. Who got to keep James Reese's Fort Knox vault when production wrapped Fort Knox vault right over there. It is not the same one from the show. And I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask that question to Gary tours of extreme props. Um, what an awesome guy. He went above and beyond on every single piece of gear and equipment uh, that we used in the show. He got that Fort Knox safe in there, and I would guess that he still has it. So you might see that in another show at some point, but uh, I'm going to ask him. And for next time, 
I'm going to go around and uh, make some claims if we get another season about some of the things that I, <laughs> that I want to end up uh, maybe in a room just like this. So I'm going to find out from, from Gary Tours. All right. That was it. Those were the questions. Thank you so much for your support. Sincerely appreciated. Once again, go to Danger Close Podcast on Instagram if you want to submit questions. And uh, you can submit those when we throw up a post that asks for questions for a listener Q&A. Take care out there. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Navy Federal Credit Union. I've been a member since 1996. That is my first year in the military. And right now, when you become a member of Navy Federal Credit Union, life gets better. That's why they created a fully loaded car buying experience. I bought cars and motorcycles using it in the past. You can finance, buy, protect, and enjoy your auto purchase all from one convenient place. They have pre-approval that's good for 90 days, so you know what you can afford while you shop. They also offer great auto loan rates. You can shop for new and used cars with Navy Federal's car buying service powered by TrueCar. You can also get exclusive member savings with Carfax, SiriusXM, and more. They're always available with 24-7 member service representatives to answer any questions. Learn more at NavyFederal.org slash car buying credit and collateral subject to approval. Navy Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Check them out. NavyFederal.org. I want to thank my friends at Black Rifle Coffee for sponsoring the Danger Close podcast. I've been a huge fan for the longest time. Drink Black Rifle Coffee every day. And if you keep your eyes peeled, you will notice that perhaps Chris Pratt is wearing a Black Rifle Coffee t-shirt, not unsimilar to this one, in the Amazon series adaptation of the Terminal List. Now you can go to blackriflecoffee.com slash dangerclose and use code dangerclose20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. Black Rifle Coffee, America's Coffee, keep crushing. Thank you so much to Six Hour for jumping right on board out of the gate to make this podcast possible. Obviously, I am a huge SIG fan, having carried the P226 on every deployment downrange in the SEAL teams. Uh, but SIG was a supporter. They were friends well before uh, I was a New York Times bestselling author, uh, well before I even had an Instagram account or any social media presence whatsoever. So thank you guys all so much. Uh, Ron, Tom, Jason, everybody at SIG who gets up every day and continues to crush it and lead the way. SIG is always adapting. They're always at the forefront, whether it is firearms for citizens, whether it's firearms for our military, ammo, suppressors, optics, training, fire control units. They are doing it all and they are always pushing pushing that envelope and trying to do it better each and every day through innovation and adaptation. They crush. So thank you so much for that friendship and support. Uh, it will never be forgotten. Welcome to the gear highlight portion of the danger close podcast. I think I'm gonna do something a little different today and talk about some of the items that are behind me in the new studio. Starting right there with this Enfield rifle that I got in Afghanistan back in the early days, and that's from 1864.
for. And I think we could bring back things that were made before 1899 or something like that. But anyway, that's uh, Enfield right there, 1864 from Afghanistan. That is right there above the TV right there where I see the guests. And moving along over here, New West Knife Works. Uh, they're awesome. They've got a few different stores, one here in Park City now, one in St. Helena, California, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, but they make them in Victor, Idaho. And they have a bunch of great stuff, but what I really like are these. That is because these are refurbished and this is steel from the golden age of steel. Yep. Pennsylvania right here. They refurbish these things. This is a hog splitter right here, but that thing is pretty sick. And I keep thinking about how I'm going to incorporate this into a novel. I know it's got to get in there at some point just because it's so serious, but love this 1800s right there. That's steel and it's still... <laughs> still so solid. So New West Knife Works, love that. They make smaller ones right there. And they find these things and then they take them back to Victor, Idaho, go to work on them, refurbish them. And this one I actually use every Thanksgiving. And uh, oh yeah, it's an awesome cleaver. And got a bunch of other things too. Look at that. Boom. Pennsylvania, once again, steel from the 1800s. So that is that Black Raffle Coffee Company. Bam. Right here, this mug, they have a bunch of different mugs, obviously, but uh, this one right here doubles as a blunt impact weapon. This one is serious. You do not want to get hit with this bad boy, but love this one right there. And of course the coffee, bam, right here. This is the exclusive copy subscription club right here. So you get a different coffee every month and uh, yeah. Black Raffle Coffee, love what they're doing. You might've noticed Chris Pratt wear the hat and the shirt in the Terminal List series. Uh, Aries Watch Company is what I'm usually wearing these days. This is the Aries GMT. They have the Diver one, and uh, we might be doing a little signature Jack Carr collection at some point, so stay tuned for that. But love what Matt Graham is doing over there at Aries Watch Company. We did a podcast together, talked about his background, which is just incredible. So check out Aries Watch Company. Toyotas of War, one of my favorite accounts on Instagram. Um, go to Toyotas of War, check them out. Great stuff. And Sig, made in New Hampshire, live free or die. Uh, Sig, obviously awesome. I took a Sig downrange with me on every deployment. So thank you to Sig. What else? Horse Soldier. Look at this right here. Horse Soldier Bourbon. Once again, I had uh, Mark Nooch and Scotty Neal on the podcast recently talked about their experience in 5th Special Forces Group and being some of the first into Afghanistan after 9-11. And right here on their bottle, this right here is made with World Trade Center steel. So uh, such great guys. Uh, they like to drink, so they make an amazing bourbon. So check them out. Horse Soldier right there. They make a bunch of different bourbons. Uh, super cool. And Direct Action USA made these for me, made the covers of every book in metal. So cool. Uh, Veteran-owned and operated com company. They make the copper 556 brass bookmarks. So, well, copper bookmarks and then the 556 brass. Uh, so you can check those out, officialjackcar.com. They make a bunch of other amazing things and great people too, but they got me these as gifts and that is just too cool. So uh, Direct Action USA, thank you so much. These are awesome. I love them. And Boot and Young. 
Hooten Young right here. So look at this American whiskey right there. Hooten Young, of course, Norm Hooten from Delta Force. And if you're paying attention in the terminal list, you saw Chris Pratt drinking this with Boozer, my buddy Jared Shaw, who gave Chris Pratt the book and is the reason that the book was turned into a series on Amazon Prime. But they're drinking Hooten Young at the bar at where Chris Pratt, James Reese, meets Katie. And if you're really paying attention, you'll notice that the Proton Mail address when he reaches back out to establish contact with Katie is Hooten Young at Proton Mail. So um, awesome, great group of people over there at Hooten Young. And they make more than just whiskey. Yep. Right here, cigars. So uh, this is pretty cool as well. Hooten Young right there. Really cool box, by the way. And there they go right there. So check them out. Hootenyoung.com. Awesome crew. What else is over here? Ballistic magazine. Right here. This is really cool. Ballistics best 2021 editors select best tactical fiction author. So that right there is super cool. Nick Seifert over there at Athlon Outdoors. Uh, thank you guys. Thank you everybody at Ballistic. So that is up there behind me as well as I'm doing the podcast and there it is. All right. What else is back here? Moving along. Well, let's go here. Matt Tumbleson right there. So he does art with these brass casings. So uh, super cool right here. Found out about him through Joe Rogan and uh, he made me this cross tomahawks, but right here, um, and you can't really tell unless you get close. That's nine millimeter brass right there. So super cool. And ooh, Parker right here, Parker shotgun up there. Got that in New Hampshire when I was out hunting with Sig and uh, yeah, Damascus barrels, pretty sweet. Always wanted one of those. So that is that. And this is from tracker Joe eight on Instagram. And he made me a replica of an arrow that uh, could have been used in Savage Sun. So from Kamchatka, from Russia, he researched the tribes back there, what they would have used uh, on an arrow. And this thing is beautiful. I mean, it's incredible. I'm going to get, he's making me a special stand for it. So that'll uh, go up here as soon as it arrives. But uh, very cool. This thing is, I mean, very thoughtful. So uh, Tracker Joe 8 on Instagram. Thank you so much. There. And moving down here. I have some books, some special books behind me right here. And this was the one right here was a gift. Uh, super cool. And uh, Mark Roberts, you can go to wineserviceconsulting.com. But uh, he sent me this book, Life of General U.S. Grant. And uh, this is a really cool looking old book. I'm kind of afraid to open it up uh, too much because I don't want it to fall apart. But uh, really cool book right here. So Mark Thank you so much for this. It's always right behind me over there. And of course, Seven Pillars of Wisdom right here. T.E. Lawrence is an old copy right here. I am uh, on the search for a signed edition, actually. Um, but this is always right behind me, Seven Pillars of Wisdom. Um, T.E. Lawrence, of course, Lawrence of Arabia, who has one of my most favorite quotes of all time. You can go to my Instagram to check that out. I just posted it a few days ago. Uh, on the anniversary of his birthday. Um, yeah, Seven Pillars of Wisdom and the quotes about dreamers. 
Yeah, dreaming during the day and dreaming at night and the difference between the two. So go check that out on my Instagram. Uh, better yet, read the book. Yep. And then Revolt in the Desert also. T.E. Lawrence, Lawrence of Arabia. I have this one right here as well. An old copy. And over here, <laughs> Campfires in the Canadian Rockies. I love old books about hunting. And uh, so I'm building up the collection. This one, Hornaday Phillips right here. Uh, and I love these old collections that, uh, that you can find out there if you, if you look. So um, pretty cool. And last one, Robert Roark right here. And this was a gift uh, as well. And uh, this is from Doug, Texas Spy Dad uh, on Instagram. So you can go check him out there. Uh, also, Inglorious Amateurs. Go check them out uh, both on Instagram and uh, check out their website as well. I have a few of their T-shirts. Uh, great stuff over there. Old Man and the Boy. Really cool, really thoughtful. So uh, thank you for sending this along. Um, sincerely appreciate it, Doug. Awesome. And we're going to have you on the podcast some point very soon so and thanks for all you've done for the nation as well all right got some more black rifle coffee oh look at these so right here these are some whiskey glasses but what's cool about these is that they are made with high west whiskey bottles so from right here in park city utah has the cross tomahawks there you can go to officialjackcar.com hit the shop button to go check these out but very few of these are made each and every month and uh that's because they come from the actual bottles and then they're cut off right here sanded here and uh it's a solid glass right there so awesome so hi west thank you for including me in that allocation and uh check those out ah andrew arabito right here warpaw wine so andy of course uh half face blades if you've read the novels you know that i am a fan or if you Follow me on the social channels. You know what a fan I am of half Face Blades. But Andy, dear friend, um, teammate, and now he has Warpaw Wine. And these grapes come from Tuck Beckstoffer. So Beckstoffer Wines, Beckstoffer Vineyards. And that means they are legit grapes and they are making an amazing wine. So uh, Beto, very cool. Thank you for this. And I love the bottle too. I love this hand print and just super cool. So bam. Andrew Arbito, Half Face Blades, Warpaw Wine. This is pretty awesome. If you followed me for a bit, you know that I'm a fan of old typewriters. And right here, Unplug Typewriter Company. You can follow them on Instagram. And I have a few of theirs, and uh, they are looking for a few more typewriters. Actually, I'm looking for some that are stamped U.S. Army, USMC, U.S. Navy from World War II. And uh, gonna get those refurbished and have them up in here somewhere. But I love this one because it's red, and so I got this for Christmas last year. So, Unplugged Typewriter Company. There's just uh, something really cool about uh, about these old typewriters. So, I'm gonna uh, keep that history alive. What else? Uh, over here. Let's continue. Right here. This is the knife that I went through buds with. So uh, SEAL training called BUDS, basic underwater demolition, SEAL training in Coronado, California. There's a Mark III Mod O U.S. Navy dive knife. This is what they used to issue us back when I went through. And uh, you can tell that uh, this has seen some use. And before each and every swim, what they would do is line you all up on the beach, do your inspections, and the instructors would walk down and they would take your blade 
and they would shave hair on their arm. And if it didn't shave hair on their arm, they would take your blade and take a rock and smash it into that rock and rub it back and forth until you had a very dull blade. And then you had a lot of work to do that evening. But I got very good at uh, sharpening this particular knife right here. And uh, yeah, this is it. Made it through all of Bud's with me. So that's that. What else here? Aha. All right, Elwood T. Risk, Woody, right here, Medusa. Um, he does a lot of work with targets, and he's a great guy working out in California right now, originally from Virginia Beach. But um, he did some great work years ago uh, with another SEAL buddy of mine who took one shot every minute on the minute on the 10th anniversary of 9-11 for every SEAL killed um, since 9-11. And they took that target and then took newspapers from 9-11, put that in the background. And you can go to Elwood T. Risk, go to his website and check that out. You can check out the article on that. It's a it's a very powerful piece. I have a few different pieces from him. And this is the one that's a bit in that space. So such a great guy. So Woody, thank you for, for everything. Super cool. Got to go visit him while we were filming the terminal list out in LA. So it was cool to catch up in person. Um, here we go. Man, Black Rifle Coffee, again, actual coffee right there. I don't think you can get this anymore. This is the Terminal List coffee, the Black Rifle Coffee did with Amazon and had all the proceeds go to uh, veteran-focused organizations. So that was really cool. I think it sold out fairly quickly, but uh, I have a couple bags. So that's, uh, that's cool. And then here we go, my Revenge Blend right there. Because what better way is there to start the day than with a little revenge? Um, what else? Coffee cups over there. Iliad and the Odyssey. I have a, many editions of both of these different translations, uh, but I like to have this close by when I am writing. And uh, this was a really cool edition right here. They can't come together in this. So I really like this. That is together as, as I, I write. And then Rigby gunmaker did a uh, series of Jim Corbett's books uh, a couple years back and they did a limited edition. And so I have this um, up there as well. Um, incredible. Looks cool. And uh, yeah, love that. So Rigby, pretty cool. What else over there? Uh, Fort Knox safe. You may have noticed a Fort Knox safe in the terminal list with Chris Pratt. Once again, you can go to my Instagram and check out everything that was in that safe for the show. This isn't the exact safe from the show, but it's pretty close. So that's over there. Awesome. Thank you guys at uh, Fort Knox. Amazing. And up there is a skull from a brown bear from Kamchatka, Russia. Went out there to do a little research for Savage Sun. And uh, for that whole story, you can tune into my first time on Joe Rogan. We talk about that experience with, uh, with that particular bear. And Quarantine Woodworks up there. Awesome. Uh, you can catch a little bit of that flag right there. Check out Quarantine Woodworks on Instagram and, uh, and see what he has going on. And then the Seal Family Foundation with the paddle. Uh, appreciate everything that you do for Seals and their families. What else? Hey, this desk. Badass workbenches. I saw this, my, uh, me and uh, my buddy John Dubin were walking through Safari Club International this year and out in Vegas, and we came across this desk. And I thought, this is the perfect desk for this podcast studio. So 
badass workbenches. They made me this thing, uh, custom obviously with the cross tomahawks and it is, this is built, uh, well, let's just say it's bomber. It is sturdy. And thank you guys for building this and then driving it out here. Just too cool. And that is what's behind me on the danger close podcast. New episodes every Wednesday and Friday. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Take care out there. Thank you for tuning in to the Danger Close Podcast, an Ironclad original presented by Navy Federal Credit Union. If you like the podcast, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me at Jack Carr USA on the social channels, officialjackcar.com. That is the website. You can sign up for the newsletter there. You can also click that shop button for the merch. And until the next time, take care out there. Be safe. Stay strong. Keep fighting. In case you missed it, on a recent episode of Danger Close, an Ironclad original, Jack Carr sat down with former presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard. Set aside all the labels, mm. you know, oh, well, because I've been getting asked this a lot, like, well, are you left or are you right? Are you progressive or are you conservative? What are box you, do you fit in? Exactly, Which box do you check? Completely. Are you an enemy or <laughs> right, right. An How, uh, Like, what filter should I use when I'm looking at you? And, like, I've always been an independent-minded person. Mm. Always. Be sure to check out the full interview wherever you get your podcasts.